Hello and welcome to Men in Progress, the podcast of the United Methodist Men of Treach here in Flower Mound, Texas. We're part of the Life Plus God podcast series from Treach Memorial United Methodist Church. Every Tuesday, Treach drops a new podcast, including ours every fourth week of the month. And we invite you to listen on Spotify, Apple, the Treach website, wherever you grab your podcasts. I'm your host, Dave Casey, and in this episode of Men in Progress, we're dealing with something most men our age know a little something about, and that's love handles, although maybe not in the context that you're thinking. A study out of SMU found that happy newlyweds are more likely to gain weight together. We like to think this means love handles are a sign of a strong marriage. Maybe that's a stretch, but the Bible does teach us that love handles anything that comes our way in life, including our marriages. We all want to love and be loved. We want to do life together and better connect with our partners. But how? By leaning on love and all it can handle. Love handles our heartaches. It handles our stress and fears. And love handles distractions and our disconnections. Maybe we should strive for love handles in each of our marriages. That's what we're talking about today. Joining me to talk about that are two of my brothers from Treach, Jim Attrell and Don Kirsch. Guys... Thanks for joining Men in Progress. Thanks for the invitation. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah, this is this will be a good one. So right out of the gate, uh, you know, I've got to say that I'm really glad this podcast about love handles is not about giving up donuts. It's not about giving up Mexican food or any of that good fun. That's so a relief that's to me. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you guys can you know let your belt out a little bit. <laughs> you know we can we'll let this thing go. So so really what we're talking about is love and marriage. And it, and it seems like a pretty simple relationship and a really basic question. But what role would you say love has played in your marriage? And Jim, I'll start with you. Sure. Uh, I think uh, love has been the thing that has been the glue in our marriage, that the thing that's kept us together through the tough times. It's allowed me to overlook any perceived shortcomings in my marriage relationship at a time you know, when often those uh, uh, shortcomings seemed unbearable, it basically kept me going until I came to my senses. <laughs> <laughs> well, God granted you that, see? It kind of gives you that, that leeway. Yeah. So, Don, how about you? You know, love has always been uh, central in our relationship, but it the thing that kept us going was her love for me uh, because especially in the early days of our relationship together, uh, we went to the same high school, um, got married uh, right after, almost right after graduation when I went in the air force. So, uh, but it was, I wasn't real good at it. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. real good at it at all, but she was extraordinary, unconditionally loving me anyhow. And yep. that's what kept it together. Yeah. And, and that's, I won't say that's, it's typical, but it seems like that's a stereotypical deal that, that men aren't as good about, you know, that's showing sure. love and, and, and doing those things. Exactly. And yeah. that's, it is a learned skill, I think, on our part to, to get into that. So would, would you say that there's anything more important for keeping a marriage intact than love? Jim? Well, I'd, I'd say it's all, it's the only thing that matters, the yeah. respect, the encouragement, protecting, you know, from harm, uh, providing for, caring for, uh, those are some of the components of love that, uh, yeah, really those important. are like aspects of it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And Don, you, I would agree with that. I, I don't think there's anything more important. Um, uh, and I think it's really important to, um, allow ourselves to grow in love uh -huh. and uh, to allow each other to grow in love uh and that's that's an important part of this too yeah you know 
now I'm going to put you on the spot because you're a pastor, right? So, okay. uh, you know, Jim gets a, he gets a buy on this one, I think. But so from a Christian perspective, you know, knowing the kind of sacrificial love that God calls us to practice, has that love ever changed the way you approach it, approach your marriage or the way you treat, treat your wife? I think I've grown into that, Dave. Um, it's uh, it, certainly uh, in the early years, there, there wasn't anything sacrificial about it. Uh, it was all about me, yeah. you know. Um, she made all the sacrifices. And, uh, and yet, as we've, as we've grown up, uh, as we've been adulting. at least adulting, as you've grown up. Yeah, so. as we've been adulting <laughs> together and, uh, and as our love for each other has, has sort of taken, taken on a different uh, flavor, a different shape, um, it has become more apparent to me that that sacrificial idea of loving each other unconditionally is is the absolute necessity. Yeah, yeah, that's tremendous. So, Jim, uh, I'm going to quiz you on this one because, again, Don's got the inside, you know, scoop, you know, because he's he's educated in these matters. I'm but, not as smart. Just come out and say. Oh, it. Well, I was trying to <laughs> walk around that, but you know. So in the open, I mentioned that, that the Bible really teaches us that love can help us handle anything. So any ideas on how many times love is mentioned in the Bible? You know, I, I know it's mentioned a lot, but I, hazard I, a guess? I have no idea. Yeah, I'll say 700. 700. You're close. Really? It's just over 700. 714 times. My goodness. You know? And uh, per, clearly it's pretty important to God, you know, because that's Old Testament, New Testament, both, you know. Mm. So, um, and, and Jim, you'd already alluded this, to, alluded to this a little bit earlier. But uh, when you find it's hard to love, whatever the circumstances, I mean, how do you get back on the right track again? Well, I think uh, for me, it's concentrating on the things that evolved over time from you know the beginning attraction, mm-hmm. uh, both physically and mentally, and having the you know the same friends and enjoying the same things together to having children uh that really changes things creating new family traditions making new friends together going to church going to sunday school bringing pets into the family even counts yeah. too so those things tend to change your approach towards your, your marriage and and be, if you concentrate on those things uh, when when times are tough it, it i think it helps you to to uh, to overcome uh, the feelings that you have about yeah so, so Don, have you ever experienced that? If you've got some stress or some things that have happened that that love, you know, love played a role in carrying you through or bringing you back to center. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's been lots of times like that, and I think the thing that has been most helpful to me when I have been unloving or felt unloving uh, has been to step back, and sometimes I get reminded from my beloved that, uh, Hey, you're, you're off track here, yeah, bro. Yeah. And, but at other times, persuasion, I've, I've experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, the conviction of the Holy spirit is an amazing thing too, yeah. because, yeah. uh, that generally will help, help me to kind of step back and pray. Yeah. You know, Lord, I know that was not a loving thing to say. I know that was not a loving thing to do. Uh, help me to straighten this out yeah. to do better. Wow. That's Man, I, I can't conceive of not having that. I mean, mm. I, I mean that's such an important part, you know, in in a way, for, I think, for us to to get back on track. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And you can feel it. You can feel when you're, uh oh, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I shouldn't have done that, or shouldn't have said that, or 
uh, and then uh, that conviction really it really helps. Indeed. You know? So, so I think in theory, a lot of people think uh, that love in a marriage should be should be easy. I mean, that should be the uh, you know straightforward deal. It's not always that way. A lot of it has to, I think, has to do with the fact that husbands and wives are just just wired different. And you mm -hmm. talked about early times in your marriage, son, where, mm -hmm. where you you were in a different place than she was, mm -hmm. and you had to kind of learn the ropes on how to do this and to do that. Uh, are either of you guys familiar with a book called uh, The Five Love Languages? Yes, by, I'm familiar with by, it. By uh, Gary Chapman. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, somewhat. Somewhat about yeah. it. You know, it's funny. I, I, we went through that as a couple, God, I'd say 20-some odd years ago, mm -hmm. I think. We went through that thing. And that book just keeps coming up over and over again in our life. And, uh, and I think if for those of our listeners that aren't familiar with the book, so Chapman really submits that there's five different love languages that primarily we're all drawn to one of them. You know, we have one one way that, that kind of means more to us or you know, that we react to. And those are, are like physical touch, words of affirmation, um, acts of service, recurring gifts, and then quality time. Mm -hmm. So those are things that are, that are components, I think, of love. And it'd be rare that two people uh, would have the same one of those five as right. their primary way of communicating yeah so um and i think that's where it becomes so important for us to to uh, uh realize what the other person's you know uh ways or communicate are so uh i'll give it a couple of examples in this so so somebody that's the physical touch is a big deal so hugs are real important mm -hmm. those are the people mm -hmm. you see them you see them at church they'll they'll come to see somebody, they're going to get a big hug, male, female, doesn't matter. You know, that's the way they greet people and yeah. that's the way they communicate. There are other people that that's a problem. I mean, they have a problem with people hugging them. Right. And you have to kind of, you can feel them kind of stiffen up a little bit, you know, that kind of thing. Um, what do you think, uh, like the gifts of service, um, to me, that's like, it could be simple, like cleaning out the dishwasher, or it could be you know, making sure the lawn's taken care of, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, so what do you think about the whole love language concept, Jim. Do you have an opinion? Have you seen that? that yeah, I have. I have. You bring you bring back uh, some memories I have yeah. of uh, studying a little bit of that book, and I'm a physical touch person, yeah. so there's no question about that. And uh, I th I can remember at times in my uh, in my early marriage when um, it, it wasn't quite there, but it was like if you don't bring me pleasure, I'm not going to love you anymore. Yeah. Mm. And of course, that's transitioned. Uh, thankfully. Uh, over to, I'm going to love you and I'm going to care for you no matter what. You're just stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a threat. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, did it take you a while to learn your your wife's lug language? I'm not yeah. sure I have it straight oh, yet. Oh, you better, you better get that book. Check the book out of the Treach Library. <laughs> <laughs> we need a refresher <laughs> course, really? Dave. Uh, I keep experimenting with things. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of starting to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, I'll build you a ranch. That's, a, that's <laughs> an act of service. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> so, Don, what, how about yourself? Have you, have you saw, you're familiar with the book. Yes. The, uh -huh. the concepts. I am. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a great guide to... Um, being able to look into the heart of one another in kind of a kind of a different way. Uh, on one on one hand, I believe that we may start out, guys especially, we start out where uh, our particular love language is physical. Sure. 
Yeah. I mean, that's just, I think that's just the way that, uh, that we've been created. Once puberty hits, that's, that's it, man. That's it. <laughs> that's kind of it. So, uh, but then I, I think that over time, uh, not that that physical contact doesn't still matter. It doesn't, it isn't quite as important as, yeah. as yeah. some of the other things might be. So, uh, for example, I know pretty, I know for pretty much a fact that Anita's love language, uh, when we started out, hers was primarily uh, words of affirmation and uh, acts of service. Yeah, she uh, she really enjoyed being being bragged about, being told that she looked good, and yeah. and those kind of things. She didn't depend upon it, but uh, but those were the things that were you know pretty important to her. And um, and I saw in myself uh, the things changing a little bit too. Because the idea of uh, gifting has never been a big deal for either one of us. Yeah. Uh, physical gifts, you know, that that's never been a, a big thing. But I have really come to appreciate a different type of physical touch. For example, every morning when we wake up, we reach over and grab each other's hands before yeah. we get out of bed. Yeah. We're just holding hands. Before we go to sleep at night, we're holding hands. Yeah, that's great. And yeah. uh, so that's... That's important to both of us, and it it communicates, you know, on a very deep level. Yeah, it took me a while to figure out that Doris's um, was not gifts, you know, so that the whole idea of of flowers and candy and all that, it was just totally lost. Yeah. Waste of money on my part. (laughs) Just upset her, you know, (laughs) so. I I uh, found out uh, that uh, my wife, uh, every Saturday morning I put my laundry out, and somehow it magically gets done. Oh, 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 oh wow. So I said to her uh, just one day when she was walking out after putting the laundry on the bed, thank you, I really appreciate you doing that. Well, I found it real quick. That's not her love language. It oh, oh, it was, oh it was like thanking her for doing a chore. Oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's a good thing. Now you know you can check that box. See? <laughs> but the way that Doris communicated that love to me is she gave me careful instructions on how to use the washer <laughs> how to use the wash machine so, <laughs> so i wouldn't screw it up so, oh. so it's all me at this point so so in the open i mentioned that these thoughts um from the upcoming uh series we've got going uh, love handles uh love handles our heartaches it handles our stresses and fears and love handles distractions and disconnections I think love can handle these things, but what else would you say helps in these situations? Uh, are there other things that factor into that, patience or grace? Or oh, definitely. Like I, I think one of the things for us that is really important in addition to uh, love being kind of the core uh, value that helps us to navigate uh, life, I, I think another part of that is, um, is for us to have respect for each other and to recognize the value of one another. Yeah. And I think this goes back to what the Bible says about when man and woman come together, the two become one. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's not a bond. It, it's not a bond that is necessarily breakable because the two become, becoming one are sharing in the same, uh, the same trials, the same tribulations, the same victories, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I think respect for each other and valuing each other uh, as as a human being. Yeah. Did you know, guys notice that COVID kind of put a bit of a dent on the on the love language of touch? 
Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I know, yeah. I know in our relationship, uh, she was scared to death of getting yeah. COVID. Sure. And me, I'm I'm not so scared of too much yeah. in this world. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the hugging part of it just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. hard. That's hard on both parties, really is. You know, that, that, you know, fear shouldn't be a part of love, right? So, that's I mean, right. It, exactly. Know, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a tough scenario. Right. So, um, you know, Jim, what does it look like in, in, for you to, to kind of lean on love in your marriage? What is it? Well, I guess uh, I try not to lean too much because I'm supposed to be the, you know, the, the man of the house. Ah, so the provider and, so and, I don't yeah. think I do a real good job at leaning too much yeah. uh, on, on my marriage. I lean more on my friends than I do on my, ah, uh, my wife. Yeah. Uh, she has enough to worry about, and yep. uh, yeah. I'm not saying I don't share with share with her some of my concerns. Sure, uh, sure. But uh, you don't want to burden yeah, her with, right? Exactly. Yeah. And she's not good with offering advice because she's more into you know <laughs> just feeling for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm looking for advice, and yeah, it's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we all, I think, knowing the. The three of us we've all married up so we've, we've yeah indeed we, we definitely have some uh we have some uh resources available to us that we would not have had you know, that's for sure single for sure so and, and you mentioned how long you've been married jim how long have you been married we were married in 1987 wow. so that's 36 years same as me so that's yeah. perfect that's yeah. not be easy to remember you, mm. be get, you, you, you might get a card for me then because <laughs> it's, it's the same year <laughs> So what, what advice would you give, Jim, to younger couples uh, about, you know, how do you maintain that love over, you know, 20, 30, 40 years? Mm. Well, it's an evolution. Uh, I didn't realize that when I first got married. I think uh, you really have to, uh, first of all, before you get married, make sure that it's not a shotgun wedding. Like my first 15-year marriage oh, was a shotgun oh, wedding. Oh. And uh, it was all about physical attractiveness. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and uh, you know, years later, I'm, 15 years later, I'm there with three teenagers, and she's telling me she doesn't like kids. You know, mm, where did, wow. I, miss, where did I miss that part? Yeah, that, that whole communication. There's a whole uh, aspect on communication. <laughs> yeah, so that's there, my yeah. first uh, bit of advice. The yeah. second, second one is, is you really need to start forming your own traditions, and, and yeah. uh, family would be good, too. Uh, pets, a household, just uh, sticking close to your grand, you know, the grand grandparents future grandparents and, yeah uh reaching out to family yeah so that those are like building blocks of mm. a successful yes. marriage mm-hmm. it sounds like yeah well don you're, you're the senior statesman here for this <laughs> one so yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh and I thank God for that. Uh, <laughs> all the all the glory goes to him yeah. uh, I think what I would what I would say to uh, a young man uh, you know in order to help them uh, live one day at a time yeah. uh, loving one another um, make sure you set your expectations right. You know, uh, I, I think what happens is we expect far too much of others, not enough of ourselves and not enough of God. And, uh, I think if we really, uh, you say lean into love, I want to lean into Christ. Uh, that's, I think as I've matured in my faith and we've grown in that together, that, um, that when I lean into Jesus, I think the rest of it finds its place. I think the love begins to show up in more, uh, in more effective, more uh, healing, more. It's almost like a catalyst. It it's, really is. You know, yeah. It's just that it just helps the glue of your of your marriage and your relationship. Yeah, yeah. because God has uh, God's system works best 
I mean, if it, yeah. read the Bible, God has kind of laid out things for us on how to have uh, what Jesus said was, he said, I've come that you might have life and have it at its fullest. Yeah. And uh, if we would learn to do things by the book, capital B, yeah. if we'd learn to do things God's way and, and say yes to him first, everything else will find its place. Yeah, there's a lot of self-help books out there, but none of them have outsold the Bible. So. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> I think yeah. that's a that's a telling, yeah. that's a telling statistic. So, so any last thoughts on this topic? Um, anything you want to cover that we missed? One thing that I'd like to offer, Dave, and this is, this kind of goes along with uh, your your previous question about what kind of advice would we give to young husbands, young uh, young fathers? I'd like to read from uh, Eugene Peterson's The Message. Uh, out of Ephesians, a chapter, uh, chapter five. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives. I, don't you love that language? <laughs> go all out for your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving and not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor, since they're already one in marriage. No one abuses his own body, does he? No, he feeds and pampers it. That's how Christ treats us, the church, since we're part of his body. And this is why a man leaves his father and mother and cherishes his wife. No longer two, they become one flesh. This is a huge mystery, and I don't pretend to understand it all. What is clearest to me is the way Christ treats the church, and this provides a good picture of how, husbands, how the husband is to treat his wife, loving himself in loving her, and how each wife is to honor her husband. Wow, that's great. That is a, that is a great way to look at that yeah. and, and to... Like I said, that uh, make it easy for those of us that aren't uh, as astute as others. So, not appreciate it much. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. So there you have it, episode 21 of Men in Progress. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation and that you'll join us again in October when our topic will be a new vision, becoming who God calls us to be. Thanks again to Jim Attrell and Don Kirsch for joining me and for sharing their wisdom with our listeners. And thanks again for listening to Men in Progress from Treach Memorial UMC here in Flower Mound, Texas. I'm Dave Casey. We'll see you next time. This episode of the Men in Progress podcast is sponsored by Treach Memorial United Methodist Church, where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're in or near Flower Mound, Texas on any Sunday morning, we would love to welcome you to any of the Treach services. Or you can follow our services anytime on our Facebook page, or at tmumc.org.